Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 53. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so very glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe. And as always, you can reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run, except as Annie and I just talked about, you can't tag me in anything. So just DM me if you have a question. But today's guest, we have a returning guest. Uh, it's our first time on video. We didn't do video last time when well, we didn't record the video the last time we chatted. Um, but she's a friend I met on Instagram. She's awesome. She's a super positive, motivating, badass mom that you're not going to be able to catch if you're running with her on the road. But thank you so much. And welcome back to the show, Annie. Hi, guys. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's fun to be back. I think it was like a year ago that I was on for the first time. Yeah, that was and that was towards the end of the year. I was like, you know what? I need to get her back on because a lot happened this year. Yes, it was quite the year. Yeah, I don't know if the listeners realized it, but some stuff happened. Some stuff went on. There was a lot of changes. I don't know if they know about 2020. Yeah. If you don't, uh, welcome to the world, newborn infant that was born in 2021. (laughs) You are a COVID baby and you will have that distinction for the rest of your life. True. It's funny. My sister-in-law is actually, she's due in two weeks, in two and a half weeks or whatever. And my, my wife got her a t-shirt that says my, my mom and dad didn't social distance. And I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. Um, but yeah, so 2020 was a, uh, was an interesting year. And we're kind of going on to the topic that I talked about in my year end episode of, we kind of have to look back to go forward and kind of what that means. And with 2020, there were a lot of, uh, we, we planned a lot of things and then all of a sudden COVID happened and it kind of forced us into this like detour season in our lives. And usually, uh, you know, detours, detours aren't usually a fun thing. You know, they're unexpected. They, they make us go out of the way. They definitely take longer and stuff like that. But I think we might be able to find some like positives in this like detour season in our life. So what are, what are your thoughts or like any ideas around like how we get through detour seasons in our life? Yeah. I mean, if there's ever a year to teach you that it was, or to teach all of humanity at one time, the same lesson, it was 2020. Um, you know, it's, yeah. Like, I think we all just have this false sense of control. You know, we just think like, these are my plans. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to do it. And then, um, 2020 taught us that it doesn't matter how many plans you have. It doesn't matter how hard you worked. It doesn't matter. It's just, you know, like, things happen that we don't have control over. Um, and it's, you know, it's like this mix of like just feeling disappointment and, um, lots of grief. And it it just happened over and over. I feel like, you know, you had the first disappointment and then you kind of worked through that. And then the next thing, and it just, it just went on and on. But when I reflect on 2020, I just think, man, that's how you build resilience. Like Mm -hmm. we learn and, and being a mom too, seeing my kids go through that, like, you know, it's an adult has a better grasp of how to work through something like that. But seeing my kids have one thing after another canceled and my kids are fine. They made it through and, you know, they had lots of disappointments, but I just know that they built resilience along the way. So, I mean, I think that's one of the lessons we can all look back on 2020 and realize we probably learned. Yeah. I think, I think it's an interesting point you made is like the kind of when these detour seasons happen, because they're not always something as big as like, you know, a worldwide pandemic, but things always like just come up in lives of like scheduling issues and that sort of thing. 
is like just f- trying to find the good and seeing like, all right, what, what did I learn through this process? Obviously there were headaches and I can, I know we talked about it previously, like throughout the year, like with the kids, like being home and you're like, I've got to somehow be a stay at home mom teacher person and run my business and do all this other yeah. stuff without like strangling my children. So we all kind of <laughs> have to like work on kind of changing our day to day. Like you said, we get so comfortable in our day-to-day processes that we make. It's like, yeah, we do these things because we're comfortable in doing them. And when you have something like COVID, not even from like just a scheduling standpoint, it just shakes up how you can do things. You know, I went into an office Mm -hmm. every single day and it's like, you know, March 16th, March 16th, they're like, hey, you're not going back to work. You're going to work from home. And I'm like, all right, like working from home, that sounds like super fun. Like I'll just play video games all day and do this stuff. And no, if anyone's listening from work, that's not what I did. Um, (laughs) But it's, you you think that's kind of going to be the life of it. And then you realize, oh, oh, wait a second. This is a lot more challenging when I no longer leave the distractions of home. You know, and then Mm -hmm. my wife was home because her office had completely closed. So now I'm trying to work from home. She's trying to understand why I'm not like washing the dishes or doing the laundry during the day. And it's like, because I'm still, I'm working. And we kind of have to figure out like a new schedule. And I, I hear people talk about this like new normal. What are your thoughts on like that new normal mentality when these things happen? I mean, I think it, I think it's character building because, and it it helps you learn flexibility. Like we, we all have our, you know, and I, man, I love a system. I love structure. I love routine. I, that is like my favorite thing. My kids are going to be in therapy for that someday. (laughs) But, um, I, I think that, you know, when, when you're faced with something that you weren't expecting and you have to shift those things, like we realize that, you know, you, you're forced to be flexible. And then you realize that like, you can change things and things can be different. And it kind of like all of those things that you thought mattered and, you know, were essential to like your happiness or whatever, your sanity, you know, you learn that, you know, maybe those things aren't as important as I thought they were. So yeah, these are not always fun lessons to learn, but I think they're good. Yeah. And you hit a good point there of like, we kind of, when these things happen, when the detours of life happen or the speed bumps or however we want to call it, I would say COVID is probably more of a detour, not a speed bump. It didn't just slow us down. It made us take an entire different path, but you find out like what's important. And it also helps kind of re um, refocus your attention on kind of where you should be going. And maybe some things you're like, oh, I was drifting down this path, but because of all of these other comforts that I had, I didn't really see it. You know what I mean? Like it just came out that way. And you're like, well, this is, this is all working. Nothing's stopping me. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, I can't do these things. I'm taking certain things for granted. It's like, as much as I didn't like going out to eat, I really just want to go to a restaurant right now. Like I want someone to serve me food. I want to get a drink and be like, yes, I'll have another please. Instead of me going, I don't want to pour another one. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) But we get into these, like, you know, we, we talked about it. You get into these detour situations and we embrace them. But why do you think, and this is probably like a big philosophical question, but like, why do you think we, we do avoid these detours? Cause sometimes you can see that detours kind of bring out the beauty in things. I remember a time when we drove to Florida one year and there was just like, for whatever reason, we think it's a, always a smart idea to drive on Christmas day from North <laughs> Carolina to Florida. We're like, this is, this is a horrible decision because 
everybody else is doing it. Yeah. But we had to take like, there's multiple accidents and I think it took us like four extra hours than it should have. But we had to go through like all of these like back country roads. We had to take these detours around the highway. And I got to see some parts of South Carolina and Georgia that I've never seen before that were just beautiful. So yeah. it's like, we kind of find that beauty in there, but why do you think people avoid even the possibility of finding that to, because of their comfort? Yeah. I mean, if no one wants to like choose the hard thing, you know, that's not usually how we do things. We usually want quick, easy, you know, pain-free. Um, but you know, I was thinking while you were talking about your, your vacation detour, one thing that just has been really interesting. I, I like, like I said, I like structure. I like my quiet days while my kids are at school and I can get my work done. Um, and then all of a sudden, all five members of my family are home on their device, you know, doing their work and trying to find different places in my house to all do our, <laughs> our schoolwork and our work work. And, you know, it was so annoying at first because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I can't get anything done. There's noise everywhere. But one of the things that came out of it that I wasn't expecting, which was super cool, was getting to hear my kids interact with their classmates and their teacher, like overhearing their zoom call and like hearing how they interact. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I never, I don't know what my kids are like in school. I don't know what, how they interact with their peers. And that is something I never would have gotten to witness in that way if they weren't at home doing these calls, you know? So, I mean, that's just a small thing, but there's tons of things like that, that I can name that, um, I got to witness that I wouldn't have otherwise, but I never would have chosen it if someone gave me the option because, you know, there was a lot of hard stuff that came with it too. So, right. We get so caught up in like our comfortable ways, but then you have moments like that. Like you said, is I could, I could imagine that being like, I mean, I knew how I was in school and my parents had no idea how I was in school. And they're like, I would, cause I'd come home and they're just, why are you such a jerk? They didn't really say that, but <laughs> it's like, I was like, I was always, I grew up in North Carolina. So it was always, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am kind of mm -hmm. mentality. And then my, my parents are from Florida and like, I would say yes, sir, to my dad. And he, he'd like slap me across the head. Like, you don't call me, sir. Like that's not, I'm like, yeah, but this is just how I talk. So it's like, I can imagine being a parent and kind of seeing that different interaction because you don't, yeah. you don't get an insight to that part of their life because, and crazy enough, it's a huge part of kids lives like how totally. much time do we spend in spend in school and how many years you do it and your parents literally have no idea unless your parent is a teacher yeah. right and it's like you step into their classroom to you know help for like 20 minutes or an hour or something but it's like nothing like you know you just don't get that same um you know insight when you're just volunteering for an hour so i would have never known and it was really funny because you know, there's, I have three kids and one of them is just like me. And um, when I listen to her interact, I'm like, yep, she's quiet. <laughs> she's not, that's how I was in school. But then my other two are nothing like how I was. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like saying that in front of the whole class. And like, you know, it's, it's fun to see their personalities come out. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that is interesting. Well, you had posted, you had posted a picture. I was going to comment on it yesterday. I think she was, you were making, I think it was hot chocolate or whatever. And oh, like yeah. the face her daughter was making, like with like her tongue half yeah. out. And I'm just like, that's, that's priceless right there. That's not the one with my personality. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell at all. <laughs> um, but it is interesting. I think from that family aspect is I found personally, like while we were home, like while Kayla was off for those 
because she was off for a while. I don't think she went back to work until, was it, I don't think it was after 4th of July. Maybe it was the end of June or something like that. She was, she was off for a couple months and yeah. just not realizing, I mean, we've been married for nine years. I should know this. Yes. Nine years as of last October. And like never really in our time together, we've had that much time together. And mm -hmm. obviously initially it's a little rocky, just like understanding my schedule is like the creative type of person I am. She didn't understand why, like I would work for two hours and then I would sit and I'd play video games for 30 minutes and then I'd work for another two or three hours. And then like, I would miss lunch. She's like, why aren't you like on a schedule? I'm like, because like my creative mind, I can only do so much of one thing at a specific time. Then I need to kind of divert my focus and then come back to it with like a yeah. fresh mind. So there was a lot of those of like, why are you just walking around the house? Like, yeah. is it because I'm home? Like, oh no, I do this in the middle of the day for no reason. Like uh, our dog Bella is probably like, why are you just walking around the house? I'm like, cause I need to like to get out and especially being in, in Ohio. I mean, you know, being in Illinois, just like, this time of year, you don't want to walk outside at all. You know, yeah. it's, it's bad enough we run in this stuff, but you definitely don't want right. to just go walk, go for a walk outside. No way. But over the summer, it was just great. And then we kind of found these times where either it was over lunch or I'd start working early so I could get off early and we'd go for walks or we, you know, every single day we had breakfast and lunch together. And it was just like yeah. a really weird thing. And you're just like, okay, like this is, this is kind of what my family relationship should be. You know, we yeah, get so tied up with, and obviously it's different, like kids having to go to school, that makes sense. But we get so tied up, you talked about like the devices, is, you know, we would get home, get home from work and we, you know, we have dinner, we talk then, and then we're either both sitting on our phones or our iPads while we're watching a TV show. And then that becomes right. day in and day out. And you kind of forget the, the reason why you, you fell in love with each other, wanted to be with each other is, yeah. is that interaction. And it kind of helped me take a step back and realize like, Hey, maybe, maybe I don't need to be doing all of these things. We had talked about it on my last episode. Um, well, I guess it'd be two episodes now, ago now. The, uh, I do this one word thing. Have you heard of this one word? No, my, my one word. It's basically, it's my one word, my one, my one word, my one word.org. And it's the idea, instead of doing like a resolution, you basically pick like a word that you kind of, that kind of drives you for the year. So it oh, kind okay. of, it's more of like a mindset change rather than sure. like a, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z as a resolution. Mm -hmm. And last year, my word was, um, uh, present. I was like, what, what was my word present? And that was the, the whole thought was, and it kind of, it just timed out amazingly. Like I, in yeah. January, I was like, I'm going to be present. I'm going to be more present. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you're gonna be more present. And like, boom, COVID. And you're like, well, <laughs> this is, we'll see. You have no idea how present you're going to be. <laughs> you're going to be very present all the time. <clears throat> yeah. But like that helped me see that I was just too busy. And mm. it wasn't, it wasn't bad, busy things. There were things that were beneficial, whether it be hangry or my photo business or working or, you know, helping people, whatever the case might be building community, you know, the podcast and that sort of thing. But I found out I was just way too busy. So this year, my words available. And the Ooh. idea is, is not that like, I just try to carve out free time. It's when I have free time in the schedule, just leave it. Like mm. it's okay not to be doing something all the time. Yeah. How, how would that kind of fit to you? Cause I know when we talked last year at this time, your business was, it was growing 
Uh, but mm-hmm. it was still very, in, I'll say, in its infancy stages, if you will. Yeah. And this year, like just following you on social and obviously talking to you throughout the year, like yeah. things have gotten like crazy for you, I think. Yeah, it's completely changed. Um, and it's kind of, you know, in, in the industry that I'm in, it's just it's always kind of changing. And um, I mean, I'm really having to figure out some balance and I'm I'm. I'm working on it. I'm not there yet, but, um, you know, my shift, my business has shifted from, um, really from sales to like leadership and leading a team and teaching them, you know, these things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's like a lot of, um, learning as I go and, um, it's, it's require it, re- it does require more of me than it used to. So, um, you know, that, that, that all happened while my kids were then never leaving. Well, no one was ever leaving the right, home. Right. Um, yeah, like it, it was, but you know, it's, we all survived. And again, I just come back to like resilience. Like we, we made it through something that seemed awesome and then terrible and then okay. And then, you know, it's like the mm-hmm. grief stages. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that in the, at the end of the day, at the end of the year, we can look back and say, we, we built resilience this year. We all learned how to work together in ways that, you know, I mean, not having ever, ever being apart from each other, you know, um, you, it's, it's hard to never have interaction with other people. And, you know, my kids aren't really like going to get on a zoom call with their friends. So like there were just lots of, lots of weeks where they just didn't see anyone except each other. Um, and that's good and bad, you know, so (laughs) But through it all, it's like at the end of the day, we realized like what really matters and we can do hard things. And um, that, you know, just showed up in a lot of different areas for us, I think. So, yeah, it's it's the resilience thing. I think that really rings home is you realize <clears throat> and we see this like in our you know, our personal running. And we've talked about this before as well, like how much you're able to accomplish if you kind of just get out of your own head in different things. And I think a lot of people, man, a lot of people in this situation kind of locked themselves down. And I'm not talking, I don't, I'm already in, I already know the posts are going to come. I'm not talking about in worrying about COVID and I'm saying, there's not saying that this isn't a, a, a real thing and that we need to take precautions and all this stuff. But I mean, like a lot of people got in their own heads and felt like they had to kind of shut themselves out from the world. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, you're, you're kind of limiting the impact you can make in other people's lives. Even if it's just zoom call, I remember our, our life group switched from in person to virtual. And like, even just like, it's not the same talking to people via screen. Like I'd much rather have you across from a table and have a conversation, but right. the idea that I'm still trying to reach out, I'm still trying to build community. I think it helps our soul almost. Mm-hmm. And we learn through this time of, Hey, things, things aren't the way we planned. This isn't the way the year was planning to go. I was supposed to do nine races this year. I was supposed to run Boston this year. I was supposed to do all of these awesome things. And then I wasn't, and I could have easily just like said, oh, well, that's it. You know, I'll, I'll give up. I'll try again eventually. And I think that's the difference in kind of getting through the year with a positive attitude is you push through those issues. You don't just like, mm-hmm. like when you hit the wall, you don't just go, okay, this must be it. You realize like, Hey, this is, this is a wall that I've put up. This is not an actual yeah. wall. This is something that I can run through sure. as long as I want to. Yeah. 
Well, you know, one of the other things I was thinking about is it was, it's been cool to see what new things were created this year and, and what new ways people came up with to do things, you know, like this one brewery in our area, um, they did, they made like a drive-in theater experience for the whole month of December and they put up this huge screen and um, you could order food and then, you know, you just drove up and you watched a Christmas movie and they brought your food to the car. And it was like, that was such a good, like, okay, here's the roadblock. We can either just close down or find a way around it. And, you know, there was just tons of, ex- or like, even with running, like I never would have done, I did that Yeti 24 hour challenge. Yeah, that was in- nuts. Oh my gosh. It was so hard, but I never would have done that if there was, you know, if my races hadn't been canceled because I would have been too busy, you know, training for a marathon. So I think I look back and I'm like, that was such a cool experience that I never would have had. So it was just fun to think of, you know, to see the ways people got really creative with doing things and new ideas and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's, you, you said roadblock and I kind of remember like, oh yeah, we we're titling this detour. You kind of get into that, that detour mentality. If you, if you get to a road and the road is blocked, you have two options. You can, well, yeah. I guess you have technically three. You can sit there and just stare at the sign and wait for the sign <laughs> to go down. You can just turn back and head the way you came, or you can find a way around it. And I think yeah. that's, that's the resilience right there is we, you, we didn't give up. And you kind of, we found a way around the situation in order to still come out better at the end of the year in, in whatever way, shape or form we want to define better or success. We kind of did that. And, and I'll brag on you for a little bit is, is seeing that in your socials and stuff like that, in your interactions, I could see that mentality shift of like a sales driven kind of thing to more of, I want to be a leadership. I want to be a coach or leader. I want to be a coach. I kind of want to push people to, to their best self is I love watching all of your stories and just like the inspiration that you provide there. And then kind of the insight you give with like your family and that sort of thing of like, Hey, we all went through this. Like you said, it was, you had your quiet time that you could get things done. And all of a sudden five people in the house. And it's like, you start to realize like, was our house big enough? Maybe, maybe we should have gotten that extra bedroom because this, (laughs) this isn't working, but you kind of, you can see that. And it it definitely shows through it of, Hey, we're going to make the best of this situation and we're going to embrace it rather than shutting people out. Because we talked about in, church, I think it was towards the end of the year, we had brought up things like just talking about everything that's happened with Mm -hmm. COVID and like how divorces are increasing. Domestic violence is increasing. Suicide is increasing. Like all these things are increasing because people, and not to say there's, there's obviously mental issues. There's a lot that goes into it, but really what happens is we're hitting roadblocks and people aren't giving themselves the chance or, or helping other people realize that there's a detour to that. There is a way around that, that we don't have to go into those things. It's like, yeah, you know, people that, um, I know some people, I'm not going to name them because I'm sure they would not like that, but like they had kids because that was a thing that they were supposed to do, you know, it was the next step in their life. So they had kids. And then they realized when they were home all the time that they didn't want kids like this, Mm. this wasn't the situation I should be in. And, Mm. and I've seen two ways of reacting to that is going, you know what? This is where we're at. Let's let's make the best of it. Let's make it work. And the other sides are, I'm just going to shut down and they can just deal yeah. with it. And then, and you know, that's when your kids are going to need therapy and they're going to be talking about yeah. it forever because you, you went through that situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing of finding that detour. What would you say are like some good 
just thinking this top of my head of like, what are some good ways to kind of, to clear your mind, to see the detour? Like, you know, you approach a roadblock, like what are some good steps that people could probably get out of, uh, like seeing, seeing the other side of like, all right, I see the other point. How do I get there? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if this works for everybody, but I think journaling is huge. Mm. Um, I am an external processor. So like, I don't know how I feel about something until I either start writing about it or start talking about it. So just to save my husband from having to hear every <laughs> last thought I've ever had, um, I, you know, journaling helps me because, and him, <laughs> but, um, I just, I don't know. It's like one of those things that you, you learn more about yourself as you get older. And like, you, you don't like, I could not name that for such a long time, but I was just always like, how come I don't know how I feel about something or how come I don't know what to do about something? And, 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 and I, that, I, that bothered me. And then I realized I do know if I talk about it with someone and they just need to listen. You just need to sit next to me. You don't have to say anything. You just have to let me process. So obviously that can't happen every time. So journaling for me is, does that same thing where I can process, like, how do I feel about this? Because I can't do that in my own brain quietly. I don't know why I have to either write or talk. And um, that, that is something that I think helps just to sort of see, to see everything for what it really is, you know? And then, and then when you read that back, you can see where maybe you were like believing something that wasn't true or, you know, where something doesn't really fit. Um, I think that helps with decision-making and just like next steps sometimes. Yeah. I think that's a good point of like being able to process your thoughts and feelings, however it is, whether it's externally, like you said, or some people want to meditate or whatever the case might be and kind of really find themselves, but you can, it'll kind of help clear your mind and be able to find what actually is true. Cause a lot of times we can yeah. find ourselves in these stressful situations and then we, we react before we think. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you're kind of just basing, you're basing your decisions off of what's happening right now in this very moment, not kind of looking big picture, which, you know, yeah. with life, you have to look big picture because there's so many decisions you can make like in an instant that mm -hmm. can just change the direction of your life forever. So yeah. I, I think that's, that's great. I tried, I tried journaling for a while, but uh, I can't read my own handwriting, so it's hard to read back. No, I tried. I I tried doing it for a little bit and getting my thoughts. And because I used yeah. to, I used to write uh, poems and songs and stuff like that, it all comes okay. out like that. And mm -hmm. I, I'm so self conscious with any of that stuff um, of like sharing anything like that. It's always funny. Yeah. My wife thinks it's hilarious that I do this podcast because I am the last person to talk to a stranger and just like have a conversation with someone I don't know. And this is, this is kind of my way of kind of getting out there going, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And if it's, if it sucks, it sucks. Yeah. And if someone listens to it, great. But yeah, I remember awesome. for our wedding, I wrote my wife a song and uh, I played it, recorded it at my buddy's studio. We did this whole thing. It was super cheesy. Like going back and reading the lyrics and stuff and listening to it, I'm like, this is the cheesiest thing I could have ever written. <laughs> But it was just but like, I bet she loved it. yeah, but I couldn't even be in the room while she listened to it. I literally yeah. said we were at, uh, we got married in uh, at the beach in North Carolina and I needed to go like take out the trash or walk the dog or something. And I was like, honey, I'm going to hit play and I'm going to walk outside. <laughs> and I was like, so and when I come back, you don't even have to tell me if you liked it. 
You don't have to tell me anything. Like, I just want to say, you listen to it and I put enough time in it and that's it. And it's like, even with her, I get like that. It's funny. That is funny. I mean, it's very vulnerable to like, you know, have someone read your inner thoughts or hear them. So I get that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. You said too, about your husband, this like, it helps him for you to write it down. Cause I think Kaylee gets in the same way. Like with the creative mindset is I go, I go 15 different directions. Like with the hangry launch that just happened, she's on the board for hangry. So I'm trying to like, just piece ideas to her. Like, Hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Maybe I'll word it this way. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. do this. And she's like, and then she's like, she'll be like, wait a second. Aren't you talking about this? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking about this now. She's like, but you literally were just talking about this. I'm like, yeah, because it's semi-related, but it's not, but we can go back to that if you want. And she's just like, and she literally will like write it in a note and send me the note or send me a text message. Have you figured out your Enneagram type yet? It's funny. You should say that. I don't have the thing here. I want to say, I've got to pull it up now. Like this is bad podcasting, but I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) Um, I send it over to someone because I took one of the, uh, which I need to, one of the guys on my board is actually like a certified Enneagram coach person. So I need to like get with him and be like, Hey dude, what? Yeah. Like, I need to really know what I am, but I know I took one cause someone, uh, a new person started on my team a few months back and she's like super into it. So I was just like, okay. well, let me, uh, let me try to, I'll find a quiz online and like take it real quick. And then I thought about it cause I meant to send it to you. Cause I know we talked about it last year. Where is it at? Yeah. It says I'm most likely a two. Really? Okay. What, what is, what does that mean? A two is a helper. It's, they're very relational. Um, they like to connect with people. You you should, you should read about it and see if it resonates with you. Cause I like have, you're not really supposed to type other people. That's like one of the golden rules of the Enneagram, but listening to you just describe the way you and your wife were interacting. I'm like, Oh, I know what he is, but I don't want to tell you. So okay. Too, I'll tell you that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, again, this is just like Googling Enneagram tests and just taking yeah. it real quick. So yeah, I'll probably do it with my uh, buddy, Jason Daly. Thanks, Jason. Anchored leadership. He was on the show. Um, but yeah, well, I'll have to do that and check it out. But it's funny because I had, I had said this to one of my high school buddies. I was, we hadn't talked in a while and I, we were chatting and his wife, same thing, like off the side conversation was just like, has he done Enneagram? And I'm like, I was like, that's kind of awkward and weird that you're just like on the side having that conversation. But then I told her that and I go, is that good or bad? She goes, now there, there's no good and no bads. I'm like, I understand you're saying that, but there are goods and bads. You know, like I get it. Cause we do, uh, oh, where's the paper? We do personalysis in, um, okay. and it's a similar kind of, uh, it's a similar kind of, um, I don't know what you want to call them. I wouldn't say like characterization or whatever, but kind of like how you learn, how you do things. And kind of my thing is I'm more on the, uh, gosh, where's the stupid colors? I'm more on the analytical, like breaking down things and kind of being a part of a group towards like a common goal. That's kind of like where I sit, but I'm not very good with like being assertive or like being a strong, like vocal leader. Like I won't, I won't be the person that leads the charge. I'll join the charge and I'll help out and I'll be like your best person to help you. But I'm definitely Mm -hmm. not going to be the one that is going to be like going straight after you. Sure. Yeah. 
So I love stuff like this. I could talk about Enneagram all day. So once you figure out what you are, you can have me back on it. We can talk all about Enneagram. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We'll just, we'll digest all of my issues. It'll be like a therapy session. We're like, Hey, great. 100%. <laughs> like this is where all of the problems are. So, um, <laughs> I think we, I think we touched on everything about detours. You know, I think, I think the bigger, the, the biggest picture of this is when you hit those roadblocks, kind of figure out that there's always a way around it. Unfortunately, sometimes that way around it is not the easiest. It can sometimes be painful. It can be annoying. It can take longer, but along that journey, you can find out so much about yourself. And I think really when those things happen, you grow in, in such an exponential rate that you're like, oh, if I would have gone this path, if this year would have gone the way I expected it to, I wouldn't have done all the things that I did. It's so true. So, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show again. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Of course. Let the people know how they can uh, get in touch with you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at annieshoe.active. Yeah. Cause your dot works and my dot doesn't. <laughs> they like my dot, but not yours. So. Yeah. That, thanks. Thanks. Facebook and your stupid, <laughs> stupid face. Um, but yeah, we'll put, <laughs> we'll put, uh, any stuff in the socials, how you can get in touch with her, uh, check out her stories, just be super inspired by it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great time for everyone else. You guys can uh, reach out to me on all the socials at flores.com run uh subscribe leave a review for the podcast it's super helpful if you find interviews like this uh helpful at all um definitely leave a review a written one super help helps a lot just with the algorithm and that sort of thing so people can find the podcast and yeah uh, if you have any ideas for guests or topics you want to hear definitely shoot those over as well i'm i'm all about scouring the instagrams to find people in this thing like hey you want to you want to talk on video i know it's weird and i'm a stranger and i probably ended up in your spam but you should trust that <laughs> but thanks so much for joining me today remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time we'll see you next week